Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. And Israel and You is a ministry of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team does advocacy on college campuses, stand with the Jewish people in the time of growing anti-Semitism. And today in the program, we're going to talk about wolves in sheep's clothing, about Christian peace activists who proclaim they are pro-Israel and pro-Jewish, yet they demonize Israel. It is not anti-Semitic to criticize aspects of the Israeli government, nor is it anti-American to criticize aspects of the U.S. government. But it is anti-Semitic to promote the three D's in anti-Semitism. So what are the three D's? Any statement that demonizes Israel is anti-Semitic. Any statement or action that delegitimizes the Jewish right of self-determination in their own land is anti-Semitic. Any double standard regarding Israel is anti-Semitic. If a person judges Israel of human rights violations of her neighbors, but does not criticize or hold accountable countries like China, North Korea, Russia, or Islamic states that violate the human rights of their citizens is a gross double standard and is anti-Semitic. So there are many Christian organizations, some even evangelical, who say they're for peace, but blame Israel as the instigator in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So how can you tell if a leader who is pushing all the right buttons, talking about peace and love uh, and support of Israel, how can you tell if they're wolves in sheep's clothing and really anti-Israel at their core? You can tell by the simple test of the three Ds. If they demonize, delegitimize, and hold a double standard in regard to the Jewish state. You have to read between the lines. You need discernment. I need discernment like never before. And these wolves are smooth, they're polished, and their organizations are well-funded. Their objective is to deceive Christians into turning their hearts away from God's people and the land he gave to them as an eternal possession. So let me give you an example of wolves in sheep's clothing. In the 1980s and 90s, the Reverend Moon was courting the Christian right. Moon was the leader of a cult called the Moonies. He crafted the name of his church to deceive Christians to believe his organization was actually committed to Christian orthodoxy. The name of his worldwide church was called the Holy Spirit Association for the Unification of Christianity. They rebranded that name to make it sound more palatable to Christians. Sounds good and godly, but Moon proclaimed to his followers that he was God incarnate and that Jesus had failed in his mission to redeem the world. So Moon came to earth as the true Messiah. He also taught that if you were not blessed by he or his wife, you could not go to heaven. So he attracted evangelical leaders in the 80s and 90s to partner with him to fight for religious liberty in America. And he used cash, lots and lots of cash. His, his organization is worth billions to buy endorsements and friendships with A-list evangelicals. Moon financially sponsored events across the U.S. called 
who will stand that attracted thousands of evangelical Christians who desired to stand for Christian values. The pastors and leaders who attended the events received gold Christian Bernard watches worth thousands of dollars as a personal gift of solidarity from Reverend Moon. All of this enterprise was to make the cult of the Moonies appear to be mainstream. He found the true heartfelt needs of Christians at the time was to fight for Christian values, so he sought to deceive through meeting that felt need with all the things money could buy. He gave millions to evangelical organizations uh, to help them in their efforts and partnered with them, spoke at their conferences. He spoke at their conferences. I remember when I was a, a young pastor at this time, I received a phone call. I was a pastor in Chicago and a phone call and a lady was talking to me saying, listen, we're inviting you, uh, Pastor Free, to this all-expense-paid three-day retreat to talk about Christian values. She told me the names of the A-list evangelicals who were speaking and it all sounded great, but something in me said, you know, something is wrong here. This person is too polished, too smooth. So I said, what, what organization is sponsoring this event? And she said, the Unification Church for the Unification of Christianity. And I said, well, do you belong to this church? She said, yes. I said, are you a Mooney? And she said, yes, I am. Well, needless to say, I didn't go to the conference, but many leading pastors did. All this to say there's an or organizations today pushing all the right evangelical buttons, calling for peace and unity in the Middle East. But when you read between the lines, you start asking questions and listening to what they're really saying. They're anti-Israel to the core and are funded by sources that desire to crush the Jewish states. Some of these groups actually work closely with the PLO and Palestinian terrorists. Today, there are anti-Israel people in this world with lots of cash, but because of the reputation for evil and destruction, they, they don't want to come out, so they need evangelical leaders who willingly receive large sums of their cash with the agreement to destroy the support for Israel and the Jewish people within the evangelical community. The investment is paying off. Last May, there was a, a survey across uh, America of evangelical millennials, and what the survey found was 30% of evangelical millennials are now anti-Israel. Why? Is because they've been influenced by these uh, evangelical peace uh, groups that are trying to come against Israel. 70% of those interviewed are either neutral or leaning against the Jewish people. This is a huge problem. It's a huge problem for Israel in a time when their neighbors are being supplied with sophisticated rockets from Iran and when they are facing a growing nuclear threat from Iran. In this dark time, Israel needs evangelical support like never before. It's also a problem for the church. Why is it a problem for the church? Because of Genesis 12, 3. Whoever blesses Abraham and his blood descendants through Isaac, namely the Jewish people, the state of Israel, I will bless and whoever curses Israel, I will curse. And there's two words that God uses here in Hebrew for the word curse. The first is arar, which means to cause to become fruitless. The second word is kalel, which means to humiliate, revile, despise, or show contempt. So whoever shows so much as contempt 
for the Jewish people, God will cause to be fruitless. Why these evangelical leaders who mock and hold contempt for Israel, these wolves in cheap clothing, are a huge problem for the church is because when we allow them to speak in our pulpits and in our conferences, we open ourselves up to the curse of fruitlessness and our churches will suffer incalculable loss. There are several American mainline denominations now that have outwardly pushed an anti-Israel agenda for years and they are now on life support. What's happening? They have shown contempt toward the Jewish people, and as a result, they've placed their entire denominations under a curse, and they are now fruitless and dying on the vine. It's even happening within evangelical circles. One church, was, which was one of America's leading churches with a worldwide following, allowed into their flock these wolves in cheap clothing that despised Israel, and both the pastor and his wife embraced the anti-Israel rhetoric and began leading large groups to Israel in order to protest against the Jews. Today that church is in shambles after one tragic scandal after another has shaken it to the core. They have lost thousands of members, and at the root, I believe, was their contempt for Israel. And instead of receiving a blessing, they received a curse. So today, on the program, we're going to expose some of these wolves in sheep's clothing and help protect you from embracing their contempt for Israel that is deceptively cloaked in peace so that you will be blessed and fruitful so that your family and your children and your children's children will be blessed and fruitful because whoever blesses Israel, I will bless whoever shows so much as the smallest amount of contempt towards Israel. God says he will cause to become fruitless. So here to talk with me today about these wolves and sheep's clothing is my esteemed guest, Dexter Van Zyl. Dexter is a Shulman Research Fellow for the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis, CAMERA. His work is focused on anti-Israel propaganda that broadcasts in Christian churches and parachurch institutions and the failure of Christian peace activists to address human rights abuses in Muslim-majority countries in the Middle East. His articles have appeared in the Jerusalem Post, the Boston Globe, Jewish Political Studies Review, the Alga Minor, and the Jewish News Syndicate. So, Dexter, welcome to Israel and you. It's so good to have you, Dexter. And you are a fighter, and um, I've been following your articles uh, for probably 15 years, and you're really the inspiration that uh, helped lead me into, you know, starting Israel team and standing with the Jewish people. And you and I both received news this week that a major evangelical denomination has invited an anti-Israel leader to speak at their winter retreat next month. This speaker's organization is funded by a billionaire who the former U.S. ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, said has done more to vilify the state of Israel and to fund anti-Israel propaganda machine than almost any individual on the face of the earth and is one of the greatest enemies of the Jewish people in the Jewish state. The billionaire's organization known as Open Society has an objective, and this is in their own words, to challenge Israel's racist and anti-democratic policies. They do this by demonizing and delegitimizing Israel as a democracy. So Dexter, tell us, who is this evangelical leader? What is the name of his organization? And who is the billionaire funding his quest to delegitimize, demonize 
Israel's right of self-determination in their own land. Okay, it's the Ameri Anglican Church of North America. They've invited uh, Todd Deathworth to speak at an event. Uh, and he is the executive director of an organization called Telos with the Telos Group. And the uh, funder that you're talking about is the inimitable George Soros, who is wow. a very controversial figure within uh, the Jewish community. Uh, and essentially what we're looking at is, I think, kind of like a reawakening of the Telos Group, which kind of went dormant a little bit, I think, during the COVID pandemic. But... Uh, you know, because it had to limit itself essentially to uh, online activism. But I think what we're going to start to see as the the world starts to open up again is they're going to start bringing more groups to Israel and engaging in the, uh, the, the, the anti-Zionist propaganda that they've been promoting since its founding in 2009. Wow. So in order to be a spokesman for Soros, uh, Dexter, uh, the Telos group has to conceal their true objective of challenging Israel's right of his ex existence. So how does he cloak the actual motivation of his message? How does, how does yeah. Todd do that? Yeah, well, well, I think that the Telos group in general has, uh, has been, is like a second or third generation anti-Zionist organization. In the, the beginning, they could be explicitly hostile to Israel, like groups like Seville Ecumenical Liberation Theology Center. Uh, which basically talked about Israel is crucifying the Palestinians. And the Telos group, I think, has learned from the mistakes of previous organizations. And they have come out of the gate with this pro, pro, pro narrative, which is that they're pro-Israel, right. pro-Palestinian, pro-peace. Uh, but the thing is, is that when you really think about it, they're not pro any of those things because they uh, essentially do everything they can to hinder uh, Israel's self-defense. Uh, they don't hold the Palestinians accountable for the mistakes that, they, uh, the, the, that their leaders make. So they're not really helping the Palestinian people. And they actually, they don't speak honestly about uh, the roots of the conflict. In particular, they, they will basically demonize Israel uh, in, a, a, in a softer way than other groups have. Mm -hmm. uh, but they'll basically work to say it's, it's all Israel's fault. And then, uh, then they aren't pro-peace if they're not telling the truth. Right. Yeah, I, I read something this week that, you know, their, their motto uh, is now, they've, they've rebranded their motto. It, it used to be, you know, basically we're going to educate evangelical Christians uh, to a new narrative about Israel, but, but that didn't go well for them, so they've rebranded their motto, and it's pro, pro, pro. We're pro-Israel, we're pro-Palestinian, we're pro-peace. But I agree with you, Dexter, that they're really anti-Israel, anti-Palestinian, and anti-peace. And this group has led more than 1,500 evangelical Christians to Israel where they can you know, give them their narrative, which is anti-Israel. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue to look at wolves in sheep's clothing. Hi, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is a nonprofit organization that advocates for the Jewish people and the land of Israel. Our work is mainly on evangelical college campuses where we're seeing a growing tide of anti-Israelism and anti-Semitism. The social justice movement is falsely proclaiming that Israel is violating the human rights of its neighbors. As well, critical race theory, now being taught on evangelical institutions, proclaims that Jewish people 
people are white colonial settlers who have settled in a land that does not belong to them. This, of course, is untrue. 55% of Israelis are non-white. There are a quarter million Ethiopian Jews living in Israel, and over one million Arabs call Israel home. According to the FBI, there has been a 350% increase of anti-Semitic incidents in the last two years. As well, 70% of evangelical young people hold to a negative view of Israel. If this trend goes unchallenged, evangelicalism will be anti-Israel within 10 years. Israel team needs your help. We are building centers for understanding anti-Semitism and the rebirth of Israel on evangelical college and seminary campuses. We do presentations about how the Nazis took over college campuses in order to brainwash the minds of young German Christians. We're building bridges of understanding through our nights to honor the Jewish people in churches nationwide. Will you help Israel team stand in the gap to fight the scourge of anti-Semitism? Israel team has received a matching grant and every dollar you give to help us build a bridge for the next generation will be matched by January 1st, 2022. You can donate today by going to our donate page at israelteam.org. And for your donation, we'll send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of Anti-Semitism, and What Can Be Done to Stop It. Be sure to leave your mailing address in the comment section so that we can mail the book out to you. Help us meet this matching grant by going to our donate section at israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. We're talking with our esteemed guest, Dexter Van Zyl. Dexter's the Shulman Research Fellow for the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis, and a good friend of the program. And so, Dexter, another question I have for you in regards to the Telos Group. The Israeli government has condemned George Soros, who's funded the Telos Group millions of dollars. And they've condemned George Soros, the Israeli government, and here's a quote, for funding organizations that defame the Jewish state. So how are well-meaning Christians, Dexter, deceived into inviting the Telos Group, an organization funded by an anti-Israel billionaire, into their conferences when the money trail to Soros anti-Israel open society is in plain sight. Do, do we not read between the lines anymore? Do we not fact check uh, his statements? Or is the Telos group saying what we want to hear? What's your view on that? I think people are so used to virulent and vociferous anti-Israel propaganda that if, if somebody comes along with a nice voice mm-hmm. uh, and they don't say things that are explicitly hostile and you have to unpack them, uh, people are going to say, oh, okay, well, they're not as bad as, say, Sabil, or not as bad as some of the radicals that you might hear at uh, Christ at the Checkpoint conferences. And so let them in, and because people want to be nice, and they want to be the people that promote peace. And so what you have is like people like Todd Gethridge and Greg Khalil giving them an, an entree. And the problem is, is that there are going to be some people that will, will eventually accept some of the anti-Israel suppositions. Uh, just recently, there was a blog that they did, or excuse me, a podcast that uh, that t- the Telos group did uh, in before Christmas of 2021, in which they had the former mayor of Bethlehem talking about how terrible it was that uh, Palestinian Christians couldn't go to Jerusalem because of the security barrier and the checkpoints. And she talked about how essentially 
their you know, religious identity was being obstructed. She, and she was very vociferous about it. But she didn't talk at all about how, uh, why that security barrier was, was put in place in the first place and why those security measures were necessary. She complained that, oh, the Israelis, you know, won't let you in if you don't have a permit. And a lot of people don't have, get those permits. Like, look, during the, the second intifada, you know, hundreds of Israelis got murdered uh, in terror attacks. That's why that barrier went up. Mm-hmm. And then Greg Khalil got in on the act and started to complain about how a lot of uh, tourists from the West would uh, would go into Bethlehem and, and and would only stay for you know a night or wouldn't wouldn't do much interaction with the the, the Palestinians living in Bethlehem, and it, it just didn't make any sense. He was saying you know people might have a meal or they wouldn't have a meal; they would just buy some falafel. But before the pandemic hit, uh, the, the news was quite clear that, you know, huge numbers of uh, tourists were going into uh, Bethlehem uh, to visit the city. And they were being exposed to what was going on in the city. And the, it's not as if the Palestinians haven't figured out how to put up anti-Israel propaganda so that those tourists can see it. Uh, but there's a certain juvenile aspect to it, that I think, that is appealing to people. Uh, the world is a tragic place, and uh, right now the Israelis have to defend themselves. And what the Telos group has done is basically portray every uh, Israeli effort to protect itself as some sort of affront to uh, this juvenile interpretation of how the world is supposed to be. And that, I think, is really one of the interesting things, is that they appeal to people's uh, fantasies about how the world is, and they wrap that, uh, or, or how the world should be, and they wrap that in Christian uh, theology and the language. But it's it's like they're playing, they're, it's like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, okay? And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a fantasy role-playing game uh, that I played as a kid. They're like playing D&D, so to speak, with the conflict. But they're not actually addressing the conflict as in its tragic reality. And people want to be able to fantasize about the world. And when Telos brings people into the Holy Land, they say, look, you can make yourself part of this great moral drama. And you can be uh, a, a privileged Westerner that comes in and fixes everything. And they sell a narrative of basically white saviordom for people. Uh, and say, you can be the person that helps bring this conflict to an end. And uh, that's not really a Christian worldview. That's my, you know, and I'm not a, uh, a, an expert theologian, but that's not really, I think, the message that, that they give. But there's a certain spiritual, psychological and spiritual commerce here. You buy into our anti-Israel narrative and you can go home and think of yourself as a savior. I think that right. and that that's something that the Palestinian Christians have done very well. Uh, and this organization, what it does is it combines Palestinian Christian self-pity uh, with a, a, a messianic impulse on the part of uh, peace activists from the West. Hmm. Yeah, they produced a film that the Telos group called Apollos. And the film likens present suffering of the Palestinians 
to the Holocaust. And it's a deceptive moral equivalence. You know, they, just, they have pictures uh, interacting in the film of, you know, Jews that suffered in the Holocaust with Palestinians that are suffering when Israel has to defend itself. And the narrative implies that Israel is solely to blame for Palestinian suffering. But the film ignores the suffering of the Israelis who are under constant terror attacks, rockets from Hamas. And the leaders uh, interviewed in the film, they have long histories of anti-Semitic and anti-Israel activism. So, you know, once again, I, I think you're, you're totally right, Dexter. There, there's this like cloak and dagger type approach that, you know, cloak and mirrors, uh, we're going to hide, you know, our true core values that are really anti-Israel. And again, the, uh, the three Ds show that anything that demonizes Israel, delegitimizes Israel, or holds a double standard in regard to Israel is really anti-Semitic. So the real core value, according to this definition of anti-Semitism, is anti-Semitic. And yet they come across with this, you know, kind of syrupy Christianese trying to declare that, you know, we're really pro everything when really they're actually anti everything. What are some other examples of, of how this group is infiltrating evangelicalism? Well, one of the things is that there was in 2014, towards the end of 2014, there was a terrible stabbing that took place uh, in a synagogue in Jerusalem. And uh, eight people died. Uh, and it was essentially it was Jews at prayer. And the Telos Project published an article called Using Faith to Transcend Religious Conflict. It, this was in December of 2014. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they did was is in this article, they quoted Reverend Dr. Mitri Raheb, a Palestinian Christian leader in Bethlehem. And they basically gave him, they helped mainstream him and portray him as if he was like a legitimate uh, leader that had a proper response to uh, the conflict. But in other venues, he has said uh, that the, the Jews who live in Israel really are not, don't have any connection to, the, uh, to Israel, uh, to the land of Israel. And he said that they are descendants of the Khazars. And the Khazars are some European tribe that is alleged to have converted to Judaism en masse, and that they really didn't have any genealogical connection to the people of uh, the Israelites in the Bible. Hmm. And that is actually one of the, the, the ideas that was used to motivate the attack against the Jews in that synagogue. Hmm. When you think about Palestinian violence against Israelis, one of the arguments that they make continually is that, well, these people are just interlopers. Ashkenazi interlopers, they're not really the Jews that were connected to the, to the Bible. They have no right to be here. And so here we had Telos, who was mainstreaming Mitri Raheb, who promotes this idea. And that's profoundly irresponsible. All right. Well, Dexter, I so appreciate you coming on board today to talk about uh, the Telos group and their activities within uh, the evangelical movement. Uh, it's interesting, the co-founder, Greg Kalel, wrote an op-ed in the New York Times to abstain from using uh, the United States to abstain from using their United Nations veto in order to defend Israel. And the Obama, Obama administration took his advice and abstained from voting on Resolution 2334 in December 2016. 
So at the core, these guys are wolves in sheep's clothing, trying to sway Christians away from supporting the Jewish people. So thank you, Dexter, for being on Israel and You today. You can follow Dexter at camera.org, and you can read his articles there. You can follow Israel Team at israelteam.org and on Facebook, Israel Team Advocates. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.